Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. Putman Restoration is a proud sponsor of the Asking Why podcast. Putman Restoration specializes in commercial disaster services, including water damage, fire, smoke, mold, and storm. Their goal and desire is to get your properties up and running as soon as possible after disaster strikes. Hospitals, schools, hotels, and large municipal buildings, malls, churches, and large commercial properties are their specialty. Manage properties nationwide? No problem. Putman Restoration services their clients nationwide. They are strategically partnered with elite restoration companies throughout the U.S. and Canada, giving their clients resources during disasters where normal companies would be tapped out. Trust the professionals at Putman Restoration when disaster strikes. Visit them online at www.putmanrestoration.com or give them a call at 318-453-5029. All right, welcome to the Asking Why podcast. This is episode 68. And we have Hope Pedraza on today. Um, we're friends from tech back in the day, Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech in Louisiana. And so, um, yeah, just saw some awesome things she was doing online with uh, health and body and, and all the things that she's doing with a uh, vegetable diet and eating healthy and eating clean and endocrine systems. And, you know, all your posts have been so awesome. And, and so I was just thought it'd be awesome to have you on here and, and talk yeah. through some of the things you're doing and maybe... Um, inform our clients about different ways of looking at their body and mental health and, and how those things can help. And then maybe some uh, tips on how we can all live a better lifestyle. So love well, it. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So introduce yourself. Who are you? Kind of what's your credentials? What do you do? And then we'll get into your yeah. story. Yeah. So I am a certified holistic nutritionist. And I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is a mouthful just to say that I'm a functional nutritionist and I use functional labs and screenings to help get to the root cause of issues going on in the body. Um, In addition to that, I am um, a certified Pilates instructor and I'm the founder of InBalance, which is a Pilates-based fitness studio. We have a couple locations here in San Antonio. So that's like, I got my brick and mortar thing going and I got my online thing going. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I understand that for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we kind of dip in that same world of doing the podcast and trying to get things out and educational things and then also mm-hmm. just having the counseling practices. Yeah. And I feel like in the world we live in, you have to kind of bo- do both. Yeah, you know, there, for sure. There's so many more people you can reach online and through resources, cool. but at the same time, then people actually want to come in and get physical mm-hmm. help. And uh, mm-hmm. that's great. Yep. So tell me about... Um, just kind of tell me your story, uh, where are you from and kind of what yep. led you into kind of this world of uh, what I would say is a very unique way of, of working in, in, the yeah. Amer- in the American Western uh, <laughs> yeah. medical model. That's true. That's very true. It's very true. Um, well, so I initially it started the, the, the brick and mortar thing was kind of my, my first deal, right? Like I, I grew up dancing, which got me into Pilates and 
Um, I started teaching Pilates when I was at Tech with you. Okay. And, um, and that kind of put me into the world of like teaching Pilates and fitness. And, you know, back in college, I worked with the football team and I worked with the basketball team and um, the girls volleyball team. So just working with athletes and different bodies and just fascinating me about the human body. And then, you know, as I, as I, you know, got out of college and I was presented with the opportunity to, it was actually, it was a failing yoga studio that was going to close and I decided I would buy it. And I don't know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I thought I'd figure it out because it sounded like fun. Yeah. And so I, I opened, um, I, I bought it and then I, I rebranded and changed it and, and made it to what it is today, which is in balance. And so we do all, um, it's all Pilates based fitness classes. We have signature classes and we do bar and yoga and trampoline cardio and hit classes and all kinds of things. But when I had my brick and mortar is kind of when I got even more interested in nutrition. I've always been interested in nutrition, but but seeing all the women kind of coming in and out of the doors and, and my doors and hearing them talk to you know each other about, you know, they're doing this diet and that diet and all this. And I'm like, okay, this is like this is this is not how you do things. Like it's I'll, not you know, working, yeah. I, no, it's not. And so I wanted to be able to provide like this one because I already wanted to be this one-stop shop, right? Because we had so many different like modalities in one spot, but I wanted to be this really comprehensive place where they could also connect the the nutrition with the wellness, with the mm, movement, with the right. fitness. And so I started out just doing like just this basic nutrition coaching certification just to give them like, you know, some sort of guidance support kind of thing. And as I started working with them, you know, I had clients seeing results and stuff, but I, I realized that like, I was, as a nutrition coach, I was taking such a superficial approach to what was going on in their body. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, at, at some level calories are important, but it's not, it's not all that matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these women were dealing with like crazy hormone things that they've been dealing with forever and, um, you know, thyroid things and, and gut things and, um, you know, unresolved, unmanaged trauma they've never dealt with. That's causing all kinds of things going on in our body, you know? So Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm realizing like, okay, like there's more to this equation than like, let's eat healthy and watch your calorie count, you know? Yeah. And so that just kind of sent me down the path to further my education. I did a two-year program to get my diploma in holistic nutrition and then did the course to, to be an FDMP to just really be able to reach people at a deeper level because, and you know this coming from the mental health space, like there's wellness really is such a complex thing. Like it's not just about what you eat and how you move your body. Otherwise, like a lot less of us would be sick. But the fact is you can do all the things you can work out and watch your diet and you can still have things going wrong in your body. And so the, the functional approach really is, I think, I mean, it, it's the only way to really find like true healing because you're meeting it at, you know, the mental level, emotional level, the physical level at, at the cellular level, you know? Yeah, that's great. One of the things I've noticed on a lot of your Instagram pages and Facebook posts is that root, getting to the root. And I think that's, mm -hmm. you said like uh, in the mental health field, we understand that. But unfortunately, even in the mental health field, there's been a lot of symptom treatment. Mm, you know, there's a lot sure. of like, what's your anxiety? What's your depression? Yep. Let's do some behaviors and some coping mm -hmm. skills to get rid of that. And what we've really tried to do here is get get to those root causes as well. And so mm -hmm. I love that you kind of take that approach and anybody we kind of refer to and partner with, we love taking that approach, you know, as well, just going, okay, mm -hmm. let's get past the symptom treatment stuff and get down to the to the root cause. Yeah. So I love yeah, that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how your, your business model started, but what got you into, what's your story as far as like personally, what motivated you, yeah. what kind of led you to um, yeah. doing this work? 
Um, I think it's as much as you want to share. I know, I know. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's a little multifaceted because, you know, I I start to tell my story. I'm like, well, actually, there's these other pieces that, you know. Um, So I did have a lot of health like things growing up. Like I was I wasn't like, you know, a super sickly kid, but I had a lot of issues growing up. I had really bad digestive issues. I went to a bazillion different doctors and colonoscopies and endoscopes and all these things trying to figure out what it was and um, just uncomfortable and just feeling sick, like basically all the time. I had terrible allergies. I had got allergy shots for like 15 years of my life. And just, I just didn't feel good a whole lot when I was a kid. And so, um, you know, dealing with that and, and, you know, basically at the end of the day after, you know, I saw how many doctors I saw, the doctor's like, you know, oh, you have IBS, which is basically doctor speak for like, we don't know everything. Your stomach hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, as I got older, I started to kind of educate myself and, you know, read and learn and try to figure out like, okay, what can I do? You know, that kind of thing. And so, um, sometime out of college, I was reading some books and I decided I've read it, reading some books on a vegan diet. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the thing that'll help. And so I decided, um, read a couple books and I decided, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be vegan. Let's see what happens. And so for me, it worked for yeah. me. It was like my digestive system calmed down my skin, my, like all these things started to shift. And so then I'm like, okay, I can recognize that like that shift in my diet was, is what's helping my body. And so that also kind of got kind of sparked the fire where it's like, okay, you know, how many more people can I help to use food as medicine, right? The whole like food is medicine thing yep. to help heal their bodies. And so I think part of it was that. And I think the other part of it, um, while I grew up with, which um, of course these two are related, like of course, looking back, I'm like, of course they're related. Of course I had digestive issues growing up. I was also growing up was very, you know, type A perfectionist. And I grew up in the dance world and in the ballet world, it's, it's all about perfection, right? It's all precision perfection. Like that's, that's, that's what it that's is. The that's the culture. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that, you know, I had, because of that, and I'm sure there was other factors involved And you know, we lived in the nineties, we lived in diet culture. So, you know, eighties and nineties diet culture, I had a really terrible relationship with food. And so, you know, it was torturous for years. I mean, even into my twenties, I think was when it finally, things started, finally started to click. And I think really it was kind of, you know, I, I had this moment where I kind of started to heal my body with a plant-based diet. And it was sometime after that, where I realized like, okay, like now I need to heal the rest of my body. Mm. Like I need to heal the other things going on in my body, you know? Yeah. And, and so it was this process, you know, it was a process. And I, I think that's the other part of it too is, you know, understanding how long I went on, like, you know, essentially torturing my body by starving it or whatever else I was doing to it and, and recognizing the effects of that and not wanting you know, other women have to do that to themselves and or wait till it's too late, you know, and to where they have really severe things going on in their body that is, it's that much harder to reverse or to heal. So I think it was a combination of like this relationship with food that I had. And then this, you know, this health digestive issues I had growing up, like it just, both of these just kind of like steered me on the path that I'm on now just to help women, you know, live the healthy life they want but not only that but just because i do work with, mostly with women yeah um but just be able to like feel good in their bodies like that's i mean that's all anybody wants <laughs> yeah definitely and i think that's such a underserved population you know as a as a husband of a wife who's raised kids and had miscarriages and birthed children and done the natural mm-hmm. birth thing and you know she's a dietitian and working in that world you know um 
you ladies are under such scrutiny. I mean, we're all under scrutiny when it comes to the physical appearance, but women, I think, and, you know, get so much more pressure from the general culture, women and men, Totally. you know, and we get it from both, but there's just a different dynamic when it comes yep. to it. And so, um, there's not enough voices like yours out there trying to counter, counter the culture. You know, yeah. Ash, Ashley's yeah. going to love this podcast because we talk about mm -hmm. all, all this stuff all the time. But yeah, women, women being comfortable and men being comfortable in their bodies, regardless right. of size or diet right. or look right. or shape or, you know, it's yeah. what, you know, it's what do you need to do to feel comfortable? Yeah. And right. so, but I would say there's so many myths and issues that our culture is like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like we have kids with food allergies and we make certain, you know, um, you know, we make certain compromises and people right. are like, well, why do you do that? You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, oh, if you only knew. Well, yeah. And so, so many people don't know. And so totally. I love you putting yeah. out what you put out because I think most people, not everybody, because people know and still do, I mean, cigarettes, for example. I mean, people know they're <laughs> bad. They smoke them anyway. Mm -hmm. But so many things when it comes to food and diet, diet culture, um, are so toxic and yet people just think they're normal and okay. Yeah. And like almost like what the goal is like, my goal is this. And it's like, wow, right. that goal is really toxic. So please don't aim for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you well, say many things like that. Yes, so, yeah. yes, for sure. Well, and it's like, you know, we grew up in the generation where the only measure of health was like how skinny you were like that, that was it. And so, you know, recognizing that, like I was saying before, there's so many aspects of wellness. And that's the other piece that I, that I, that I, you know, the point I want to get across to women is like, it's so much deeper than that because your health goes so much deeper than that. And there's, there's lots of skinny people out there that aren't healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so it, it's, it's not a measure of health and, and it's not a measure of wellness. And so understanding like what true health really means that it's more than calories and more than the number on the scale and, and that people do understand those aspects of it. Yeah. Yep. And that's definitely going to play into mental health. And, mm -hmm. and when I say mental health, you know, I mean, like, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe right. about God? And what do you believe about other people? Mm -hmm. You know, because ultimately, and then, you know, the word psyche is, I mean, psychology, it's psyche, which is soul. And it's funny that we divorce the physical from the spiritual from Absolutely. the, you know, all the time. And it's like, mm -hmm. but that's literally what the word means. So why are we mm -hmm. making it such a physical, it's only your body or it's only your yep. mental or, you know, and they're yep. all so separated. So I love yep. that, that you're doing these things together. Um, yeah. What are some things that, you know, you would want the general public who's listening to this, who maybe don't follow you, hopefully they will after this, um, to know um, or what they don't know about what you do and, and kind of yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think hmm, that's a, that's a very tough question to get started on. I'm sure. Um, I think, I, I think that, you know, when you're, so, so the women I work with predominantly are dealing with like chronic things, right? Chronic hormone, gut, thyroid, autoimmune. It's things they've, that, that they've been plagued with for years and they've been brushed off by doctors. They've been written off by doctors um, the, the medical gaslighting thing is a real thing. Absolutely. Just so your listeners know it's a real thing. And I mean, so many women that I talk to it, I mean, it's really, it's, it's frustrating for me that the doctors know these stories exist, that women are brushed off land with stage four cancer that they were dismissed from that doctors know these stories exist and yet they still brush off patients who have concerns. Mm -hmm. And so that's typically when I, when they find me is it's like, nobody will listen to me and I, I need some help. And so, and not all I doctors, think, but many, exactly. Many, yes, many. for sure. Yes. 
not all doctors. And, and this it's definitely not to bash doctors. I, we need doctors. Doctors are important, but. But we have to look at the reality. Yes. Yes. Right. And there and is a problem. Definitely some, mm-hmm, there's some holes there that just, yeah. And, and so, so yeah, I think the, the first thing really is I always like to get the point across to, to especially women, because it's, it's disproportionately happens to women. Yeah, of course. Is, is that if, if something feels off in your body, then it is. And if somebody won't listen to you, find somebody who will, because, and that's, there's such a, there's such power in listening to your intuition. And if it tells you something as often it is. And so I think that's the first piece is really just like taking ownership and responsibility, advocating for yourself and finding somebody who will listen that, that will listen and with intent to like, try to get to the bottom of it rather than just kind of push you off to the next person, you know? So I think that's the first part of it. And I think, the other part of it is the healing process is is really I don't want to say complicated because that sounds like it's scary, but it's it's a complex thing. Like right, there's there's diet involved. Like of course there's diet changes involved. And there's, you know, we work a lot with sleep and stress and the nervous system. There's so many pieces involved and, and I think the like true lasting healing can only happen when you put all those pieces together. And I know, you know, a lot of people come to me, they've worked with other practitioners who, you know, they've, they've done the diet part and the supplements and they've done 5,000 supplements, but something hasn't stuck. And it's typically, you know, they haven't, the stress in the nervous system work for me. And I know you see this a lot with the mental health stuff, being able to like help people regulate the nervous system yep. is such a huge thing because I mean, let's be honest, like when you're, especially when you're, I deal with a lot of people who deal with anxiety, like, like debilitating anxiety, like some, some are on medication, some aren't, but when you're looking at things like anxiety, depression, like it's really just an extent of dysregulation in the body, right? Like how dysregulated are you? Yes. And so, and that's what all dis-ease comes from. It's dysregulation, it's stress in the body, dysregulation in the body. And so being able to put the pieces, of course, with the diet and the supplementation and, you know, the exercise and all those pieces, but putting that together with the stress management piece and the nervous system regulation piece. And for me, a huge part of it is, is a mindfulness piece. Cause like you were talking about the soul, like you can't separate the two, the mind, body, the soul, it's all one. So you have to, you have to work all three of those together to be able to put like the whole healing equation together. Yeah. It's beautifully said. Yeah. It's the, for me, it's why this podcast is called asking why it's, it's the why, you know, it's Mm -hmm. why is your nervous system dysregulated? Mm -hmm. So we, it's so crazy. What, you know, most of the system, it gets way up here in the let's just see that it is and let's physically treat it. And then we get down to, okay, well, now we know what it is, so let's treat that. And it's like, yep. okay, but deeper is why is that happening yep. in the first place? You know, why yep. is your nervous system? Why are you in fight or flight? Exactly. You know, again, it's exactly. going to be your belief systems. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about a higher power? What do you believe about other people? And those traumas are going to come from a lesson you learned from your parents or a lesson your mom taught you about your weight or your body. I mean, in therapy, I see so many stories, especially around food and women and exercise. That is a moment of my mom said this about my body. My, my dad said this about how I was dressed. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom ate food this way. Um, you know, and that's the root causes. Like, what is that narrative? And it's like most things never remotely even get close to touching it. Because, man, you can make so much money and so much support. And I'm not saying those are all bad things to treat the symptoms. You should. I mean, those tr- symptoms need to be treated. But we can get lost in the sy- symptom treatment mm-hmm. because we're all full and busy. And we have a caseload that's slammed just doing that. Mm-hmm. And then we lose, like, the time to get deeper and go, okay, right. I, don't, I don't want you to just keep having to work the system. I want you to change and grow and, and right. not be dependent on the diet or the medication yes. or whatever the yes. thing is. Exactly. Exactly. Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So what are some ways um, you've, you know, we've talked about a little bit mental, mental health and physical health overlap, but how are you seeing clients with what you're doing? Um, how is their mental health improving? What, what are you seeing in kind of that area? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like I, like I said before, I, I do have quite a few clients right now, especially right now that deal with anxiety. And I, I feel like it's such a common thing. And like some of them, it's like, you know, oh, I get anxiety every now and then. But some of it's like I've had some who have like been in the hospital, like they thought they were having a heart attack and they're mm-hmm. having an anxiety attack. So, I mean, I have some that it's just debilitating. Very common. And yeah, totally. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I have, I have this one client and I've, I've been working with her for a while and we, the first kind of first steps we take is kind of like, okay, let's calm the stress response down in the body. Like we make some diet changes, get rid of inflammatory things and, you know, kind of start from there. And she messaged me, I mean, it couldn't have been a week later. And she was like, I know we're just getting rid of like gluten and dairy and, you know, sugar and stuff. She's like, but I already feel like my anxiety is better. She's like, is that weird? I'm like, no, it's not weird. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, we've calmed your adrenal sound. Your body's not freaking out. Like, of course your anxiety is better. So yeah, I mean, I think that's wild though. Hope. I mean, like those things are so simple, Yeah. but like caffeine, for example, is such a killer. Totally. Yes. I mean, I tell people all the time, I stop drinking caffeine except for in the morning. I don't drink caffeine past nine. every once in a while will if I forget um but it changed my life and people Mm -hmm. are like what I drink like five cups a day or I drink two cokes or I drink Mm -hmm. three cokes and I have lunch and I have dinner man my anxiety and my tension and my pain and all those kind of things like immediately went away yes and yes it was a pain in the butt the first like week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like just that one thing if you can get people it's like yes you're anxious you're drinking a thousand milligrams of caffeine yes, a day or whatever. Your body's like totally wired. Well, and I think it's, I think really people do underestimate what it does to your body. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, um, you know, well, especially for me, you know, a lot of the women I work with there, you know, I do a lot of labs and stuff. So I'm able to actually see what's going on in our body. And it's like, your adrenals are totally tanked. Like your adrenals are like struggling for dear life. And then you're just pouring caffeine on and then they, they don't know what to do. So, so talk about that for like, a second for the average yeah, yeah. person. Like what is the adrenal mm-hmm. gland and like what, what yeah. is a really quick, like way yeah, for yeah. them to go, Oh, I need to check into that. Yeah. Yeah. So your adrenals, um, these little glands of your kidneys around your kidneys and they produce your stress hormones, like cortisol. Most people have heard, at least heard of cortisol. Cortisol right. is your stress hormone. And so stress hormone is important because it helps get us through stressful situations. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps with pain and that kind of thing, but it's when it's being emitted all the time that it becomes a problem. It, um, because then your body is constantly in that stressed out state. It also spikes your insulin. So then you, you, you know, elevated blood sugar and there's a whole cycle of things that happens from there. So your adrenals can get super tired. You probably, people might've heard of adrenal fatigue before. It's a common term, but your adrenals start to get worn out when they're pumping out so much cortisol for so long. And at some point, um, you know, there's, there's too much cortisol is too bad, but also too little cortisol is is bad. And so, um, I would say the majority of the women that I work with, they come to me thinking like, Oh, my cortisol has got to be through the roof. I'm so, you know, stressed. But it's actually the opposite. Like they're totally tanked. Yeah. Yeah. And their cortisol is like, I mean, like barely there. So, um, and, and it's dangerous when you get that low. I mean, I've had people who've ended up in the hospital because I mean, they just, their body was just barely functioning because they had, they had just no more to give. So, so yeah, that's what your adrenals are. And, and to, uh, caffeine just like, 
I mean, it's, it's a stimulant, right? It's a stimulant. And so it just, it can just overwork your adrenals. And that, that is one of the things at the beginning, Kevin, and it is a big thing for some people. Like I have, there's some people have to have this whole like weaning process. Yeah, they just turned the okay. podcast off right now. They're like, yeah, no, <laughs> no right. they're Never saying mind. no to Kevin. Never mind. Do you have Forget children? It. Like, how are you supposed to function? <laughs> I know. I know. And I try to use myself as an example and it doesn't help. Like that's it doesn't right. help at all. Like I don't drink caffeine. I'm like, it doesn't help. Nope. Um, but that's like some people have to have like this weaning process. So if you're listening and you want to help yourself wean off caffeine, you can make the switch to green tea. It's not as harsh in your body. It's not as much caffeine. And then from there, you know, have them kind of go you know, every other day and then maybe every two days. But yeah, caffeine's a big one. And especially if you're prone to anxiety, it can be anxiety inducing. Absolutely. So it's just, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, it just exacerbates the problem. But but there's other things involved too, of course, but but making those diet changes and, and allowing, like, again, that stress response in your body to calm down and, and super inflammatory foods can do the same thing. Like gluten, especially if you're somebody who's sensitive to gluten, not saying everybody is because everybody is not. Yep. But for people who are sensitive to gluten, the gluten can be a trigger for anxiety, like 100%. And I have clients who do that. They, you know, they slip up, they eat gluten, they message me two days later, like, oh my gosh, my anxiety was through the roof. And it's, that's just what happens. So, so yeah, I, I now forget what the original question was we we're answering, but I think people just don't understand like no, that's great. The, the layers, you know, that are involved in, um, like addressing the mental health piece of it, right? Because it, it, it all, it really and truly all goes back to mental health. I mean, it really does. Yeah. If you, um, if you look at it through the lens in which we're talking about, which is great. No, you're mm -hmm. killing it. You're doing a great job. This is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. I, I mean, we're having a conversation that isn't going to answer everybody's questions. My goal for you was to tweak people's interests and then go, Oh, I can, I need to look into this, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that I'm not thinking about. And, and we're, yeah. we're talking about physical things like uh, adrenal glands and sympathetic nervous system and all those kind of things. But that is the science part of the soul. You know, yeah. that, that is the connection that I try really yeah. hard to get people to think about is like yeah. all this stuff works together. Yeah. And, and you can't really treat one without the other. You're treating, you really you're treating both and you can break mm -hmm. it down and say, well, this is your adrenal gland or, you know, same thing with dopamine or with addiction. What we've learned is, right, it's not that you're you're chasing a high, it's that you're avoiding the withdrawal. Mm -hmm. When you stay in addiction for so long, you're not even really your brain's not even creating dopamine mm -hmm. anymore in some cases. It's you're just going, I don't wanna I gotta keep doing this thing because I'm, yes. I'm I don't wanna feel the crash. Yes. And so it's yes. so wild. Um, it is, it is. When we get that and depleted. For sure. And and I think I think the other part of that too, talking about dopamine and you know, is you know, like you're talking about like not separating the science from like the, 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 because the other part too, I think people don't understand how much their emotional piece comes into play and how much like the emotional piece affects their body. And I was having this conversation the other day with somebody, I forget who was, I think it was another interview. And we were talking about um, like emotions in the body and, and you can say that's woo. You can say it's woo if you want to, but you can't argue with science. And science says, science proves that energy is chemically stored in the body. Like yep. emotions are chemically stored in the body. Emotions are chemically stored in the body. And so when you have, you know, talking about trauma, we're kind of going down the rabbit hole here. But when you're talking about like, you know, dealing with mental health and you, you mentioned trauma earlier, like all of that is emotions stored in the body. And it's literally chemically stored in there that it has to be released before your body can heal. And so the nervous system part, the mindfulness part, all of those pieces that plays into part two of the healing, like healing from the trauma and allowing that, 
the the stuck emotions, the stored emotions to like chemically be released from the body. And I don't know if you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is. He's a neuroscientist, mm-hmm. but he talks about this a lot. And like you were talking about being addicted to not being addicted to the dopamine, but, but that's what happens with these emotions is you get into these cycles where, where now you're addicted to these emotions because they are chemicals in your body. You're addicted to feeling these emotions. So now it's, it's that much harder to heal and get rid of it and get, you know, heal that stored trauma because you're addicted to those those feelings. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, always related theologically to Paul talking about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. And so for me, it's this, this idea of how do we, you know, you're renewing. So you're bringing it back to truth. You're, you're not coming up with something new. You're going, well, something about me originally was true. And for me, mm-hmm. it's like you were made, you were made in God's image. You were made, you were loved, you were valued, you were created to be this thing. And then everything went awry. Mm-hmm. So you're not becoming something you're returning right. back to Exactly. The truth of who you've always been. Yep. And you're born as a child in this world, innocent and and not, you don't come out addicted. You don't come I mean, you can't scientifically, right? I mean, but that's not what you're wired to be. It's the, right. it's the deficit of your parent that is passed down from epigenetics and all these things. And yet you're the victim of just being in a broken world. Yep. You didn't choose it. You didn't want it. Now, at some yep. point you can become responsible for some of those things, but out the gate, so many things are not our choice. Right. You know, not our, our gender, our ethnicity, our all yeah. these things. It's not like we woke up yeah. and like, I'm going to be this. Right. Um, although, you know, today, who knows? Um, in some ways. Uh, but the reality is, is that the connective piece for people to listen, who's listening to this is you were made to be a certain way that was good and loved and valued. And that got off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so through connecting this mind, spirit, body, you're trying to get back to that original, that yep. original plan. Yep. And so much of what you do is helping people get back to that. You know, you got to, you got to treat the symptoms. You got to look at the body and the physical manifestation of it, but then you got to dive deeper and go, where did this all start? Mm-hmm. And how do we, where did that go wrong? Right. And yeah, that's hard sure. work. It is. It is. And, 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 and that's the other piece of it too, is it is, it is work, you know, and it is, it is hard. And a lot of times, I mean, I dare to say every time, but I don't like to speak in generalities, but most of the time, you know, it gets worse before it gets better. And that's hard for people to grasp. And I have, you know, I get messages from my clients and they, they have a bad day or they have a flare up or whatever. And they feel like crap. Oh, I feel, I feel like crap for the past two days. Well, I mean, it happens. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried that you're, you know, going back to it. It's, it's a process, but it's hard work. Your body, your body's like resisting the change because your, your body wants to do what's comfortable, right? Like that's, that's right. how we're made. Our body wants to do what's comfortable. And when we get, when we fall into the state that we're in, whether it's like the chronic illness stage or not now what's comfortable, that's what's comfortable now is this chronic illness stage. So you're trying to change things and you're trying to rewire your brain, rewire your body to function a different way. Your body's like, no, no, like I'm comfortable working like just like I am right yeah. now. So it's, it's hard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah but it is, like you said, I think it's a great point that you are, you're literally just going back to how you were originally designed yep. to be healthy. And, and I tell people that all the time, our bodies are made to heal themselves and we have everything we need in our body to heal itself, but it's, you know, putting it through the ringer with stress and trauma and, you know, the environment, whatever that, you know, we have things that just get in the way. Yeah, for sure. And I, lo- I love that you're being, you know, in your post, you're being so specific um, about what those things mean. And I think that's a huge thing that we all need to get back to is we, right now we, I think the mental health field, the diet field, the, all these fields, they say these words as if everybody knows what they mean. And we all agree on the terms and we don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's true. we don't actually that's know true. what that means. So when we say yep. trauma or we say whatever, it's like, you know, 
we got to slow it down and excuse me, we got to slow it down and, and make sure that people know, Hey, this is exactly what we're saying. So mm-hmm. I, I love that you do that very well. Um, well, I know you got to go in just a few minutes. Let's see where you're at. Uh, now you got a little bit of time. Uh, so what are, what do you think currently in America in the clients that you see, what are some of the, the biggest hurdles, um, that you feel like clients are facing in our culture, I guess. Just in like health in general. Yeah. Just in like the general day to day, like, is mm-hmm. it busyness? Is it, mm-hmm. um, you know, false narratives, you know, what are the things that you, mm-hmm. you hear the most yeah. from your clients going, Oh, well, I can't do that because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think first, first, probably first and foremost is talking about false narratives is believing because, and again, I don't want this to sound like I'm bashing doctors, but just in my experience, mm-hmm, not all doctors do this. Um, but just doctors telling their patients, that that it's normal the things that they're dealing with are normal and they're not <laughs> and it's you know I, i've had gosh so many clients who come to me and it's like you know well the doctor just said you know I just you just learn to live with it it's normal whatever but it's not yep and so i think that's the first thing is is they're under the impression like well you know maybe this is just how i have to live like you don't you don't have to live with pain every day you don't have to live being uncomfortable every day like yeah. you don't so I think well, normal is not healthy, right? Exactly. Well, and, and, and they're getting confused with common and normal. Common is yes. not the same thing as normal. Like, sure, it's common. It's super common, but it doesn't mean it's normal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to live that way. So I think that's a, that's a big piece of it. And, and it, but then, you know, at the same time, you have to be ready to, like, dive into that, you know, to kind of dive on the other side of that. Well, if it's not normal, then what really is the problem? You know, so you have to be prepared for that as well. But, but I think that narrative is probably the big one that a lot of people believe because they're just like, either, either, and some people may not want to put the effort into it and that's fine. You know, they can keep going the, the allopathic way and just keep putting band-aids on things and that's fine. But to, but just to understand that it's like common and normal are not the same thing. Um, and I think too, I think people sometimes, the other big thing that I see is that people kind of start the healing process out of order. And this is like getting a little bit sciencey, but I find Nerd that you know, a lot of, yeah, I'm going to do it. I think a lot of people, you know, they want to jump straight to like, you know, tell me the supplements, tell me fix the diet, it. like tell me the yes. things to fix. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, like there's an order to things, right? Like I mentioned before, like I start with like, let's calm down the stress response. Let's get rid of these inflammatory foods. Well, then we have to take a look at like your detox pathways. Like how is your liver working and your lymphatic system and your, um, your kidney and your, like all of your detox organs. Because if we're like trying to get rid of like, you know, pathogens in the body and your detox organs aren't functioning properly, like it's just, it's all just going to get gunked up. Like, it's just like throwing garbage on top of garbage. Like it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So like knowing that there is an order of operations in the healing process and that you have to start and everybody wants and they want it yesterday, but like yep. there is a process and you have to go through the steps for, for the lasting change, you know, to heal. Yeah. that's a, Well, but they're, again, they're just set up in that same system of philosophy because that is the system of care mm-hmm. and it's not, it's our own fault. And you know, when you say doctors and whatever, it's kind of like blaming pastors for everything or bl- blaming the congregation or bl- ba- blaming a politician. And, and yeah. to, it's, a, yeah. we're all it's voting for these things totally. by agreeing to it. Totally. And then people are, you know, uh, taking, yeah, follow (laughs) along, taking advantage of that, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, but the reality is, is that we're all playing a part in this culture. We're all a vote, you know, one vote away from making something a thing. And so when we go to the doctor, because we have a cold and we say, 
and they're like, hey, well, look, we can give you a shot and we can give you a Z pack. And people are like, absolutely. <laughs> and then you take the Z pack and you take the shot. It's there's not a neutral, you right. know. So if you don't have a bacterial infection, you just have a virus. Neither one of those things do anything good for you. Exactly. Like that's just science. Like the doctor would say that, but the doctor's <laughs> right. like, you're here demanding something. So you feel I'm gonna better. I'm going to give you something. So I'm yeah. going to give you something because mm -hmm. then my job isn't like mm -hmm. worth anything if I'm not mm -hmm. giving you anything to you. Totally. And so it's totally. this cycle and it's like, yes, we want something now, but we don't realize what we're compromising for the long term. Right. Right. For and now sure. we see well, 40 years later you know, what all yep. this kind of care has done to our bodies. Yep. And when you say gluten or my, my kids have really bad food allergies mm -hmm. when they have food allergies and sensory issues and ADHD yep. and, and, you know, more, uh, pregnancy issues. And it's like, absolutely, well, man, for 40 years, we've been injecting ourselves with things that we didn't need just because we wanted something. Yeah. We wanted the quick fix. We wanted yeah. it fixed and we wanted it then. Well, I was, I did a post about this not too long ago because, and I, I'm in this generation too, but we grew up, the women grew up in this generation where we were given birth control, like you're breathing, oh, take birth control. And so now look what we're dealing with now, infertility, like out the wazoo, yep. infertility and PCOS and and cervical cancer and ovarian cancer, like all these things have skyrocketed. Postpartum depression. Like let's, yep. Yeah, let's think exactly anxiety, depression, um, like extreme estrogen dominance. Like that's a big one that I see in a lot of my clients. Well, it's like, let's trace it back. Like all of us were on birth control for like, 20 years so yep. it's like you know it's just but 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 that's the other thing is you know we don't we don't even think about like you're saying we don't think about the long-term side effects and, and nobody tells us so it's like oh well this will fix whatever you know so yeah it's and i get it i mean i don't think all those people are i'm not have a tinfoil hat on i don't think there was a group of people that were like let's make all the women sick and all the men <laughs> a certain way but they of certainly course. you know it's that same cycle of people wanted answers. Now there was yep. a problem going on. And so we got the best possible solution as quick as possible and gave it to yep. them. So we could say we did something exactly. It. You know, and, and I don't want to get into a big COVID thing, but like it's similar to that whole, the whole mm -hmm. thing, whether whatever side of the coin you want, that's what right. happened. We needed a solution. Right. We needed a and fix we needed it fast. and we yep. needed it now. Mm -hmm. And some of that worked, but there will be consequences in some ways sure. and already are culturally, emotionally, physically, right. right. For certain populations of people. And I guess right. that's the biggest thing I want for people to do is advocate for yourself. Look at your own body, your own family history, your own epigenetics, and then do what's best for your body and yeah. your kid's body. Try yeah. not to take a, a general like, oh, well, this is what everybody's doing for anxiety or depression. Yep. Or, you know, the, the normal uh, yeah. is a problem. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I think that's a great point to bring up. And you're talking about things I see most often is is people kind of undervaluing that bioindividuality piece because it is all bioindividual. Like there's, there's no, which is why you work with somebody rather than just trying to go do it your own and do what everybody else is doing because yeah. you, you, everybody's different. And like, and, and I, you know, I, I talk a lot about the gut microbiome and that's, I, I like to use that as an example too, because your gut microbiome, like, which is all the, the bugs and the bacteria and stuff in your gut, it's as unique to you as your fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Like your children that you birthed have a different gut microbiome than you. So like saying that you need the same care, it just it just doesn't work. Like it's, yeah. it just doesn't work that way. It's the beautiful thing about humanity and the complicated part exactly. too. Is we, are, we are not very unique in the sense of how things play out, mm -hmm. but we're very unique in the individual stories and how we're wired. And so yep. that, that, there's that tension. It's nobody's fault. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, that's a huge takeaway. I think what you just said and what we're trying to get to is like, 
each person listening to this, you have to, you know, I, I say this all the time when people ask me about LGBTQ issues or anxiety issues or trans issues, or, you know, it's a big popular thing that's going around. I'm like, I don't know, unless they're sitting in my office and I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. I can't give you a general, this is how this happens, or this is why this happens, or this is why somebody who gets in a car wreck has PTSD and someone else doesn't, doesn't unless they're right. sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear their story and I listen from birth to 35, a lot of things start to make a lot more sense than they did if I just tried to say, this is how everybody is. And right. I think we get in a lot of trouble on podcasts and in legislation and everything when we're trying to make huge sweeping, sweeping generalities about people yeah. when we don't yeah. even know them. For sure. And so I love For that sure. you're doing this individualized, you know, looking at people, doing the testing, looking at their bodies, and then you're such better equipped to, to give them better solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what I want to leave people with too, that people I work with is it's, you know, it's the healing process of course is important, but it's also like, I want to empower them with the knowledge, right? So now they can make their own informed decisions about things, you know, work yourself out of a job a little bit eventually (laughs) because there's more people that need help. Right. I mean, you can't have everybody Mm -hmm. on your caseload for 20 years. That's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Well, I know you're about up on time. Um, any closing comments or thoughts or things that you would want people to know? Um, I mean, I think my biggest piece of advice is always kind of what I mentioned before, but just honing it on again is always just to tune into that intuitive piece. I think that's a really underutilized part of your health is mm-hmm. your intuition. And a lot of us, you know, we shut, we shut that part out. Like, cause we're listening, like you were just saying before, we, you know, we're listening to the noise and we're listening to the collective rather than listening to our own intuition. And I think, I really feel like that's the most powerful piece is if being able to listen to your intuition and, and using that to make the best decisions for yourself and, and knowing that, you know, the best thing for you is not necessarily the best thing for everything else, but if it, but if it feels right in your soul on an intuitive level, then that is what's right for you. That's yeah. good. That's really good. So do you do telehealth stuff with people? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, you work yeah. Online. So that's, that's my, mm-hmm, it's that my nutrition business is all online. So okay. all of it is, I have clients in Europe and Alaska and that's all awesome. So yeah. tell, tell our listeners where they can find you and what, what are your like handles and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. I'm at the T H E the Hope Pedraza and you can find me on Facebook as well. And I do have a free Facebook group. You can join it's live wholesome and healthy and it's just all things, functional nutrition, holistic living. And yeah. Awesome. And you do podcast visits and all that kind of stuff. So anybody listening that yes. has their own podcast and wants hope to come on there and talk about this stuff, like yes. you know, the more the merrier. I might have to have you back and deep dive into some of these specific hey, topics because I, would love to. I could talk about adrenal glands and all that stuff for 30 Oh, yeah. Minutes. So we we'll, can nerd out. I yeah. like to nerd out. We'll, we'll set that up and, ha- and uh, make it happen. Sounds it's so good. good to see you. You I'm, too. I'm uh, super proud of like, you know, all that you're doing and, and what you. God's doing in your life and your family and just everything because you're bringing a lot of help and healing to people. And that's really cool Thank to see. You. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have Thank a good day you. with your clients thanks. and thanks guys for it. listening and uh, God bless and have a good week.